the day. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's words of the day are, let me find it real quick. A little stuttering. Okay. Uh, Mateo, you will be taking the unofficial word of the day brought to us by UrbanDictionary.com. Shooketh. Shooketh. A-S-H-O-O-K-E-T-H. Shooketh. And it is, uh, shooketh is the feeling you get when you are beyond the point of shook. So you're so shook that you can't get shook anymore. You're shooketh. So where is it like, is it after triggered? Is oh, it a next it. Is, Are we going to scale it? Yeah. Is there a scale to it? So after shook, shooketh. Activated, agitated, triggered, shooketh. Just What's the most shooketh you've ever been? Oh, man. Right. Oh, probably watching. It it, 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 re, it renews itself every year. It's a subscription that just automatically renews, and it usually happens around right around the time when the Steelers get knocked out of the playoffs if they make it at all. Oh, you're like the goddamn the Patriots. Are, which, it's, I get see, I get it see is that. so bad. It is uh. so bad. I get so excited for the postseason, and then I'm just like, why do I do this to myself? Yeah, that was like that with the Niners and the Seahawks. Lightning's every time. only struck twice Shook you know, in the recently, so why would, I, why would I get so excited? Yeah, I'm, I'm often shooketh during. Football postseason is weird, man, because it's like I'll be so excited but on edge the entire time too. It's just like one thing that goes wrong and it's all over. It's done. It's just it's like the most agonizing time of year. And this is going to sound like a little bit of a shot. Low-key is, but you as a Niner fan can't relate because you haven't been there in a while. But no, it's like, but I can relate though. When they were, when they, were, I mean, we got we got further than you guys have in the last oh, okay, okay. five years. As I say, but if we're gonna, we're gonna open up that scale to the past fifteen. Who's got two rings, baby? The yeah. past fifteen, I think that's fifteen years. I, oh five. Arbitrary, oh, arbitrary number to squeeze in an extra ring. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's good to fit to beef up my argument. I'll take it. All right, the next, the word of the day that I have is in fair. I-N-F-A-R-E, a party or reception for a newly married couple. So you got two opposite ends of the spectrum there with shooketh and Very different fair. words. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm kind of charged up now thinking about the Patriots. Like, we're going to be talking about football a little bit later we're in the episode, but still it's just like it's got me charged up right now, like to a point where I'm like I'm so – like not like I'm going to get like physically worked up, but to the fact where it's completely hijacked my train of thought, and I'm just like, now all I'm thinking about is the goddamn New England Patriots and how much I hate that franchise. <laughs> Good, get used to it. Yeah, it's, shut up. It's coming in shut a month. up, okay? I actually did see that. Okay, we will, oh, actually, okay. So, Mateo filling in for Flan. Flan's not here. Again, best agent in the game right now. I really need to get with his agency with another day off. Tri-tip sounds bomb right now. It does. He's having. He's, so he's had family good. barbecue, so family takes priority over the podcast yep. any day of the week. I'm not gonna. I'm not even. Family gonna, over lie. pod. Sort of. <laughs> you put your actual family over your podcast family. That's sort of selfish, Flan. But I totally get it, and I understand where you're coming from. So we'll let it slide because the podcast fam is very understanding. Yeah, it shouldn't be like it shouldn't be family greater than pod. It should be family equal pod. Yes, the the that's the, the, the math pod, equation. The pod family gets it. All right, we understand. It totally makes sense. All right, with that being said, you ready to go, Mateo? Let's do it. Let's get it on. Like a pig, one way I'm a model, catalog of sits. See me rolling two pack, I'ma get it on my own. Had to move away to get me closer to the ocean. See shit, 
get it myself at the house since I'm young and I've been paying my bills. For the longest, I don't need you. All you niggas see through. Round up motherfuckers, I can wait through. Too much money to be making, need it wide. Work for myself like all you niggas aren't it. Nigga, you probably can Google me, eh? Dr. Guap, what did you do to me, eh? Wake up like, what are you doing today? I'ma get first to economy, eh? I'ma go back to hiatus. If these juice won't play this, might die, might die. RP to my day. And welcome to the Cohort Sports Report, the ass bags with fun facts, the podcast by regular Joes for regular Joes, sponsorship free, because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee. My name is Jeff Woodworth, and I am joined by my friend and co-host, in that order, Matteo Polverari. We're the most shooketh podcast out there. Shooketh and unfair. It's just post-coital. That's what, we're, that's what it feels like right now. We Sports is back. We survived the Wednesday. We did it. Shout out to Flan. That was a quality episode, letting him take the reins, and... uh Mateo. Is there anything that halfway through where you like this one? I've made a bad mistake. No, no. no look at that right confidence around, of a host. Right, up, right around the time that he, we did the parade of statistics. That's where I was just like, you know what? This is actually, this is like when you stumble upon or when you find a dollar in your pocket. That's what it felt like. It was like, I'm doing laundry, but here we go. And then Tim wasn't available for the stat of the day, which is fine because, you know, Tim's got a life too. And Flan busts out the parade of statistics, and I was just like, oh, God. Like, as much as I'm frustrated by this, it's actually making for a great content right now. He told you I was juiced about the song. Yeah, the, song's, like, right? the <laughs> song's perfect. Thinking of Flan with a fl- parade of stats and yeah. with this music yeah. in the background. Uh, so, And that's an idea that I'm, I'm thinking about sticking with, sticking with too. It didn't, it's, it's interesting because you were, like, not a fan of it at first, but then you were a fan, and I think he liked it at first, and then after a while I think it got on his nerves. But I, I'm using it as like it's like just a concentration tool. Mm-hmm. Just that's a, literally what it is. Is we're just in a bar, except the music is a lot less faint. There's no alcohol, and we have headphones on, so it's not like a bar. I've thought about bringing beer just to it's, see what it would lead towards. You should have, do it, John. Couple. Whenever cousin John's on, cousin John's usually drinking. Uh, John's got a tougher job than me. Yeah, I could so, see. I could see why so he's pull drinking. the curtain behind on that one. I mean, we used to do the shots of of proper number twelve. Yeah. That was a cold weather thing, though. That was just kind of help to make it through the Ooh. winter. Bring it back for football season. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll do. I'll need it. Summertime, it's just kind of like, ooh, you know, I just need some water. Make sure I don't die. Bring, like, Limerita or something. <laughs> you can do shots of Limerita. All right, so no flan, but that's okay. We still have an Alpha Beta Zeta. I will say that I totally forgot where I was going to go with the lead Alpha. I think it was just going to be us making it through with sports. Sports are back. So I'm going to – and that sounds about right. So I'm going to roll with that one. Us, you two, the cohort, everybody that's listening, we made it. We survived. We are, we are currently on the, the downhill of the slowest time of the sports year right now, right? Because like, luckily there was a summer league there to really help us carry it through. But right now you're getting July baseball and summer league basketball. And it's like, unless you're like, you know, put that shit in my veins, this could be a very rough time of year. But hey, we are so close. I remember the alpha now. 
There you go. Came right back. Scott Hansen's tweet, we are officially two months away from the NFL red zone returning. That is football that actually matters, so you're a month away from getting preseason football, if that's really what floats your boat. I know you're excited, Mateo. Oh, I'm fired up for preseason football. You're a red zone guy? Oh, I love red zone. Love red zone? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you can watch football. I mean, outside of watching your own team play, red zone is just like football porn. It is, dude. It's like red zone. The, the tough thing about red zone, though, and shouts out to me because last year I found a way to finagle it for a discount, waited until week nine, called Comcast, and was like, hey, can I get red zone? But Hook the season's up. halfway over, so can I get it for half price? They gave your boy about a 60% discount. I thoroughly enjoyed red zone mm-hmm. for the rest of the year. Red zone is tough because you will not move. Okay, you need to make sure that you have your your food schedule planned out. If you're going to shower before kickoff, make that decision, because there are lots of times where I was not showering until halftime of the afternoon games. So that's around two thirty, three o'clock in the afternoon that I am just I've been posted on the couch for five minutes, just doing nothing but watching football. It's amazing, though, because it, it really doesn't I, I'm, I could not be invested in a Miami Dolphins-Cincinnati Bengals game. But if you cut to it for 30 seconds just to fill me in before we get back to the, the Panthers-Saints game, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm down for it. It's cool because it's like a wheel. Like, you're wondering when they cut. What's ha- is there a turnover? Is there a field? Like, they've, they've turned punting and field goals exciting when there's commercial breaks. Yes. Because you think something's going to happen. When Scott, well, well, okay, let me get this. Are you an Andrew, I'm gonna, I think his last name is Siciliano. Siciliano. Are you an Andrew Siciliano or are you Scott Hansen? Andrew, because that, that's all I, that's what we got. Yeah, we have okay. direct TV. So we're very point. divisive mm-hmm. right now. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, so I get Scott because I think I'm on Comcast. Yeah. Where that's the Red Zone channel, whereas, I don't know, the, is there two, there's two different Red Zone channels then? Yeah, because the Red Zone is, that one's associated with the NFL network, right? Scott Hansen? I believe so, yes. Yeah, and then that goes with Comcast, and then DirecTV has their its own, own Red Zone yeah, channel. Yeah, their own Red Zone. Wow, okay, so that's very lucrative. Mm-hmm. And then Siciliano's the guy. Goes. So I don't know about, there was just, I think it was just this past year, actually, that Scott Hansen took his very first bathroom break in like the umpteen years that he had been doing the red zone. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Siciliano's claimed that he hasn't uh, taken a bathroom break, it's right? Crazy <laughs> man. Those guys must hydrate just Monday through Friday and then drink nothing. Fasting. Drink nothing on Saturday. Oof. Just nothing but food can enter my system on Friday. Or they do the thing where it's like, oh, I need something to drink. Rinse and spit. Mm-hmm. They're not actually doing. You know, they'll let the play show out where they don't have to talk to anybody on the or say anything on the screen. But I bet you. I'd be interested to know the tips and tricks of how those guys yeah, survive. Yeah, how they handle it. Yeah. That's that's professional live television. Um, it's just absolutely absurd and insane that they're able to do it. All right, next up, the beta. I'm putting myself, but it's only because of the pressure that I'm putting on myself. So big news bomb that on KSRO's morning show, Monday through Friday, at least for this week, from 6 to 9, your boy will be doing the live sports reports Woo! from the studio. I'm going to pull the curtain behind on that, too. They usually kind of outsource that to a news source in the city where we get our traffic Oh, from. my God. <laughs> but now everything else is live in studio. But now they're having me do it because the main guy who they get it from is on vacation for another week, and the backup was just terrible. So the hostess with the mostest, PK, she's like, hey, what do you think about doing the sports reports? I was like, hmm, I'll do it. My radio takeover will be subtle but steady. So... It's gonna. It's happening. Shout out vacations. I will base. You're, you're feasting on vacations. I will basically be real though, from the producer right. role to now sports. <laughs> it's kind of a sidestep, but it's still whatever. I'm involved with the show. Basically, what's gonna be dope is if you're listening to KSRO at any given point from Monday through Friday. Well, actually, really Saturday morning at about at around 6 a.m. So from Monday 
start Monday at midnight, or tonight, actually, at tonight, starting from 6, because that's when my evening weather kicked in, from ten, tonight at 6 to Saturday at 6 a.m., my voice will be playing on that radio station 24 hours a day. Are you going to tune in tonight? And, and, Are you going to drop in and li- do a little no, listen? No, I never, I never listen to my weather. It's like I listen to them and edit them and make sure they're good to go, and then I just... So you just film, So do you just film one drop and just let it... Let them no, play through, yeah, or do you update throughout the day? There's different, there's different scripts that I have throughout the day because sometimes it's, you're focusing on just the morning, sometimes you're focusing on the afternoon. You know, the weekend weathers are like my sketchiest, just because it's like, well, as of Friday, this is what Sunday is supposed mm-hmm. to be. So again, pulling a lot of the curtain back on that, but luckily the cohort's a strong bunch that got my back. So we'll be doing the sports report. That's going to be fun. But yeah, that's wild. It's going to be on twice. So they they do it two three times two, three times each hour during the show and then regularly scheduled programming with the weather and just funny to think like you, my, my shit, my, this voice will be heard in the air. It'll be throughout. Uh, yeah. You'll be in somebody's car For or a week cell phone. Straight, you're going to get to know me and my voice. Okay. KSR, KRSO. KSRO. KSRO. Their stream is strong. Good cell phone. I used it when I, when you did the Warriors thing. No, you, you yeah. do. You yeah, do yeah, kind of impressed. KNBR, KNBR is a pain in the ass sometimes. Yeah. Like yours is very straightforward, which was nice. Yeah, it's uh, pretty simple, but at the same time, it, it drops out every once in a while, and when it does, people let us know. You get, you'd be surprised how many people would call. You get four phone calls Facebook right in a row. Facebook message. Uh, the Facebook message, too, but you get four phone calls in a row at 7.15. It's like, I'm trying to screen for the next interview we have. I understand the stream is down. I will let the engineer know. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I don't know that code, okay? I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. All right, and then finally, the Zeta, which is just the weirdest of the weird, is crowds at bars, and we were talking about this before we hit record. And just not even, I mean, we can just generalize and use Santa Rosa as a representation for everywhere else. But w- just the difference in bars that you'll see around here, Mateo. So strange. So strange to think. Like, I am long in the tooth at this point. I don't go out as a drink. But I was telling You're not Jeff, as old as you think you are. I am. I'm Back hurts, <laughs> knee hurts. Everything's I going. Old. I am old. <laughs> don't you argue with me that. No, uh, but, like, you know, we were talking about how we would, like, game plan. We tried to get out there at, like, 9 or 10 and then... Like, you had an incident where, what, it was 11.30 was when people started showing up. Yeah, man, it was just weird. Well, I mean, I know on Fridays and Saturdays, obviously, people are going to get out there a little bit later, but it was just funny to see the diversity of a crowd that, like, leaves. At around, we got there at around, like, 10, 10.05, and that's, like, the adults that are like, hey, I'm going out for a night of drinking, and it's like, no, but really, you're going out at, like, 8, and you're going to be out for two hours mm-hmm. and go home because you got to make sure the kids are good and, you know, you be at your house, do an adult thing. Then at around, like, 10.30... 11 is usually when you see like the the younger kids come out just the ones that are going to be partying and i say younger kids you know the kids that are like that my age our age 20 well younger than you sorry no dig well Mm -hmm. you said you're old so it's okay i'm gonna (laughs) say younger back but younger than me too right so like it's like the 20 21 to 24 year old who's just like i'm gonna go out and it's just like even mm -hmm. though at 26 i still i'm starting to side with the people that are closer to 30 where i'm just like oh that's a lot you guys are just getting out now right we've been out here for an hour and I'm looking at the clock, like maybe I got another 90 left in me. You guys are gonna mm-hmm. be out here till two. Yep, because the yeah, we're cause, yeah, because most of my friends have kids or are married, and yeah. so it's like the eight to t- eight to ten, and most people work the next day. Adulting makes, is and then, wild. Yeah, man. and then you just start hearing the volume in the room just start getting louder. Yeah, and for real though, there was a guy that was there was a group of guys that was playing a dice game next to us. Mm-hmm. I forget it was like it looked like Yahtzee or whatever it is, and uh, they if I don't know, you can feel, feel free to laugh at me if you know exactly what bar game I'm talking about oh, right now. Uh, I'm they take a, what's they take a Yahtzee cup with the mm-hmm. dice and everybody's got a I don't know I was sort of paying attention to it I was also like I said looking around at the Dovers crowd because it was an eclectic bunch that was there 
and then the lose they were making the loser drink ma- uh, martinis. So you know every time the loser they'd go up and buy a martini, and they, each one of them they bought they were buying pitchers, so each one of them had their own pint. So they'd be casually sipping that while the game's going on, but then loser would, would slam the martini, and they just you know whoa, and I'm sitting there playing just like. You know, guys, like, you, you're really attracting a bunch of attention that mm-hmm. I kind of don't want over here, you know. Just kind of want to just drink my beer, chill, watch the repeat of the fights that are on, see some highlights, run of the game, you know. Crack a couple of jokes with Flan about what we're seeing around the bar, you know. Just real bitchy type shit. So, it's just, that's what I do. And it was just like, wow, man, like, there's a ton of attention. And then all of a sudden, I look around, and I'm just like, there's a lot of freaking people around us. And that's when I knew I was just like... It's been a long day. I gotta go. And it's fun to listen to <laughs> as as it's going throughout the night. Where does the music go? Who's controlling the jukebox? What's being played? There was a stretch of Elton John that got everybody to get that unified all age groups mm-hmm. because that's that's what's hot right now. And of course, well, Elton John is timeless, but of course, with his the the stuff going on the the movie and there's a live show. His body doubles actually performing in the area. What? Yeah, he's wearing live costumes and such, doing the reenactment. He was the official body double, handpicked. By Elton John for his farewell Yellow Brick Road tour. Dude's only like 29, 30, but he looks just like a younger Elton. Damn, which is to wild. say that he's got really mean, <laughs> really mean sideburns, and he's starting to bald at an unfortunate time. <laughs> but yeah, so, you have to wear se- you know sequenced outfits. Yeah, <laughs> I saw some of the behind the scenes videos that they were doing on it, of it, and like uh, they CGI'd recreating his his concert at like Dodger Stadium. It's pretty cool. So the whole thing that they got going on there. But yeah, that was that was something that brought all ages together uh, I but I enjoy my time going out to, to the bars and seeing the different types of people that are out there I'm I'm weird like that man people watching is kind of fun like you just like ooh, what do you do like mm-hmm. I wonder what you're like for example there was a really short stumpy ginger dude who was just slamming back shots for the entire two hours that we were there I do not know what that man was going through or if he was just doing that recreationally but dude was a tank and he would just he just flagged down the bartender he had to be he looked he looked withered like he could be 40, but I would not be surprised if he was like in his like the early 30s. But just dude was just a stumpy ginger dude who was just throwing back shots of I don't know what because I wasn't paying attention to what would get poured. I would just see it and just see I would just see the motion. I'd look over and I'd just go, oh, there we go again, another one. Got so, it. And I'm at the point of life where I'm like, God, that's an expensive bar tab. It is, oh, man. man. That's expensive, but he was about it, about Little it. Thank. So, yeah. Just so yeah, the the crowds at bars never know what you're gonna see. That's the Zeta. All right, moving along, let's get to the, some actual sports talk because I know that's super fun and super riveting, but that is the namesake, right? Mateo, given everything that's happened and NFL free agency, we could argue, was kind of quiet this year, right? Mm-hmm. Low-key kind of quiet, especially when you compare it to, I don't know, the NBA. And baseball. That's true. Would you, with the seasons approaching, obviously one's going to start a little bit sooner than the other, and I know which way you lean a little and I kind of lean the other way, which season, NBA or NFL, are you more looking forward to this upcoming year? Like, which one are you more excited for? I'm more excited for the NFL. Really? Yeah, it's I really just am. live and die by well, the NFL. Well, we're so close to it, too. And, ba- and basketball doesn't really start kicking up till it, – it's tough because it doesn't start kicking up till December, January. We, we, once we get past the all-star break for basketball, then we're like, okay, trade deadline, and then teams start trying to play for seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, compared to football, it's just you get 16 games. It's a very small sample that you get, and you only get it for such a short period of time, too. I agree. I agree. I'm just looking at basketball. Just you, you look at how the the deck was kind of reshuffled, mm-hmm. you know. And for the long, 
I would say for the longest time. For the past four years, we could argue, the last three for certain, that it was who are the Warriors going to be playing in the finals? Is who's going to or who's going to give the Warriors? Who's going to be the toughest test for the Warriors on their way to another finals? Is it going to be somebody in the Western Conference? Is it going to be somebody in the Eastern Conference? Now that doesn't that's not around anymore. There's a lot of people that are doubting the Dubs, and there's just so much parity in the NBA. And I realize that you get that with the NFL, but you kind of have a pretty good idea of which teams are going to be in the playoff mix. Mm-hmm. For for the NFL, especially for this year, whereas with the NBA, we think we know, but there will still be acquis- like acquisition or trades and, and free agent acquisitions made leading into the season. So, um, go ahead. I agree with some points, but the Patriots are the same model as the Warriors. A lot of people, even when they're supposedly doubted, they're still being slotted in from start to finish as the team that's probably going to be there. And who are they playing? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel that with basketball, we're running into a lot of the load management too of that's going to be after what happened with Kawhi. um we're going to see a lot of teams that are going to be resting guys throughout the year and following that toronto model that spurs model that lebron model mm-hmm. and is it really going to make games from october or the, uh, november actually till february really matter compared to the nfl where there is every game does matter okay quick sidebar did you hear that the nfl is potentially thinking about doing the 18 mm-hmm. game season mm-hmm. and only having guys play or making guys play required 16 games uh, I feel that this is all leaks with the CBA coming up. It's all just... It's w- that's wild. That's uh, wild to I, think that they're going to put a game that you have to play in this many. It should be playing as many games as you can, as you're able to, so we can get the check. So how great will the Patriots like use this and be ahead of everybody? They've how probably far? already got right? it strategized. Already, yeah, I'm sure he's playing. With the amount out. of suspensions they've dealt with, too, for <laughs> things that are football and not football-related, but performance-related. <laughs> Funny how people forget about that. That the, this team is probably well versed in the art of rotational Shook football and and how to how to spread guys out throughout the course of a season to make sure that you get the most or you know what you can out of them. But it's just for me, I look I look going back to the, to basketball. It's you literally have no idea. You have a good you think you have a good idea as to who's gonna win this upcoming year. You think you do, right? People are looking at it as like wow, it's either the Clippers. The Warriors, now people want to make the argument that the Rockets are going to be relevant because of this trade, which I still think is kind of funny and puzzling. But in the Eastern Conference itself, right, you, mm-hmm. there was a lot of shuffling there too. Like, who's going to come? And that's just, so I'm just looking at the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference as a whole. You look at the nationally, or what is, uh, the, um, the NFC and the AFC, what, like, is there going to be any surprises as to who makes the playoffs? Or, or I'm pretty sure it's going to be regular scheduled programming as far as like who's been making well, pretty, it the past couple much, years. Yeah, I mean, the, there's going to be a couple teams. There's always uh, what the fifth and sixth seed usually in a, NFC is different. Like, can I can yeah. I project some? Can I just throw out some names right now of who mm-hmm. I think is going to win divisions? And you tell me if it's off or if it doesn't make any sense. Just so out west, I'd imagine the Rams, and then you probably have like the Niners as a strong two. Maybe Seahawks. I mean, people didn't think the Seahawks would be in it, and they field competitive teams. That's just the one. Okay. And then we go to the NFC North. I'd say the Packers and Bears. Okay. Mm-hmm. Vikings and Lions are kind of eh, whatever. Then you go out to the, the East, and you have really just the Cowboys and the Eagles because the Giants and, and Washington's not doing anything. And then in the South, I'd say the Saints and the Panthers. I don't see the Bucks and and Atlanta doing anything. Am I kind of off there? Like, that's well, just... You always see it, but there's always... I, I think I, 
I don't know the exact stat, but I, I want to say there's always a team that comes from the bottom and comes up compared to where in the East, the East seems pretty stable. I'm talking NBA. The East seems very stable. The West is where it's actually kind of a crapshoot. Well, like the Lakers have made the playoffs in the past five years, mm-hmm. and while that's a name brand, while that's a that's a household name brand, national brand, global brand, whichever one you want to throw on there. Fact of the matter is, they still haven't been to the playoffs in the past five years. So there's going to be a ton of playoff shakeup. Well, if we're the, also if the Lakers make it. Also, yeah, but there's also 16 teams that get into the playoffs for the NBA. They water down half the teams make it in compared to the NFL. Valid. And and that uh, the other problem and this is a question I'll pitch to you, is the NBA starting to get watered down because we reached the playoffs and we're already starting to wonder where players are going to go? Do you think that takes away from the games? Like, we don't have this problem with the uh, NFL. The NBA with the Warriors, every year it was, what, what's, what's going to happen with KG, uh, KD? What's going to happen with Kyrie when the teams... That is, that is something that basketball has to address is that it always seems like we are always paying attention to the next year. We, we don't take in... Well, actually... I think that's just become a recent thing, and that was because of the super team element of it, right? So that's where you've seen guys shy away from now instead of having a superstar three, you have two superstars and a strong third third mm-hmm. guy like Chris Bosh was back with the Heat because I'm, I'm just still not buying that Chris Bosh was a superstar caliber player. Uh, he was a stud. I, I feel that the LeBron fans Superstar caliber? I yes, don't know. Yes, in his prime, he was a damn good player. Okay, I'd have to look up the stats on that. I'll look that up before we're done with this segment. But I'm just thinking, what was I thinking? Oh, with the, with the basketball, then the, the mm-hmm. shuffling of, of, there's no more. We were looking ahead to the next year because we were always wondering about what contracts were going on, uh, were coming off the books and who was going to be able to form the next possible super team. Mm-hmm. Now what you see is, hey, we have two guys that we're ready to go with, and then we have a strong third candidate to you know step up and fill the void should somebody get hurt, be a placeholder, and then we kind of invested in a nice bench because that's one thing that can be taken away from the Raptors model is you need a bench to help carry you through the, through the buzz. And that was the one thing that the Warriors lacked, I think, the most was their strong bench. As injuries aside, was just there was no depth to that bench whatsoever. And I'm looking up. Whose stats was I looking up? Uh, Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh, that's right. Basketball reference. But, I mean, am I off there to think that? Because I, with with – with basketball, you you have a lot to look forward to this year. There was so much, there was so much turnover. The Mavs, who didn't make the playoffs, are going to look dirty with Porzingis and um, I'm blanking on the Doncic. Mm-hmm. You have the Jazz, who upgraded with uh, Mike Conley, and they've got Donovan Mitchell. And Mike Conley's getting old. I will say that that's not like necessarily the the main guy I'd want to hang my hat on if I, mean, I was to say like superstar. Yeah, I player. mean, I, I I do feel that that the NBA is probably in terms of de- teams, it feels deeper the way the teams are being constructed in the playoff race. But I also have a hard time comparing something that also where 16 teams are getting into the playoffs and only 12 teams are getting in. I do think the NFL, with the rise of how many good, competent quarterbacks there are, makes that league just as much Is it quarterbacks or is it coaching, though? It, that's it could be offensive rules, too. Yeah, you've I got mean, a game that's favored heavily towards the offensive side of the but, ball. But, I mean, we're finally after a period where there was only maybe five or six. I mean, Mahomes. I'm not going to put Goff in there. Jesus. Um, <laughs> is that one nice <laughs> right? Ky- Ky- I think Kyler is very interesting for the type of skill set that he brings into the league. He's polarizing. You still have the top guys, Breeze, Roethlisberger, Brady. Is Brady going to fall off? Oh, God. 
relating. When, yeah. I still think that cliff take by Max Kellerman is accurate, and people can poke fun at it all they want, but Max clearly said in that cl- you have there is no warning signs for when the cliff comes. You just fall off, mm-hmm. and that's where everything looks like it's full steam ahead for Tom right now, but eventually, much like, what is that, Wile E. Coyote when he's chasing after the, the in the cartoon? You just run out of cliff and you're just do 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 boom and then you drop down. Father time never loses. You can fight it as much as you want and do your funky little medicine, have your funky little doctor, have your funky little diet, suck the soul out of kids allegedly, but do whatever you need to. But eventually, father time will win. So and then quickly before we end this, I just want to apologize to Chris Bosch because yes, there were some superstar numbers that he was putting up there. In 29 or 2009, 2010, before he went to go sign with Miami, he put he averaged 24 points. And 10.8 rebounds on 79% free throw shooting and was even dropping 36% of his threes. So I apologize. Man, dropping 36 at, at his size. At his size, Ooh. at 7 feet. He was the he was the prototype for what the NBA mm. was going to become. Well, it was rough because he was criticized in Toronto for not taking them over the hump by himself. And then he went and helped LeBron, and he was a great, great big guy for them. The way he played defense and getting two and a half everything. assists too. Mm. Yeah, I mean he helped. I mean he's one of the reasons that that they won the title. Ray Allen, LeBron, and definitely a crazy year out of LeBron too. Um, and then he got maxed out after LeBron left. He got maxed, and then he ran into the blood clots. Those it damn would, it blood would, clots. Yeah, man. it would have been awesome to see him. Super sad. Him and Wade. Twenty fourteen. When did LeBron leave? He left in thirteen fourteen, right? I believe so. Where's his career stop? In fourteen fifteen. Uh, fifteen sixteen. In 14-15, Bosch put up 21.1 and 7 rebounds. So he was still able to give it to you at 30, much like he was at 24. So that was pretty good. I take it back. Chris Bosch, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. All right. Now it is time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. Last time that I checked, it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep last time that I checked. The San Diego Padres are the only team in MLB that do not have a no-hitter. <laughs> really? Yeah. Huh. Does this have anything to do with the fact that the Angels threw a combined no-hitter? What was it, yesterday? Mm-hmm. Well, Friday night. my first step on three up, three down. So cue the music, play it, let's go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you got three up, three down. So sorry for spoiling your first up. Let's just hit us, hit us with the first up. First up is the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, who are located in Orange County. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, R.I.P. <laughs> R- to Tyler Skaggs, but they had a combined no-hitter. Uh, what was it, yesterday? Is that what you said? Was it yesterday or the day before? I believe it was Friday. I misspoke. I can't remember what day it was, but it was his birthday, and his mom did throw out the first pitch, so it was kind of a... Uber emotional. Uber emotional. Everybody wore the number 45, his number. And uh, Mike Trout hit a 454-foot home run, which, you know, same number, so it's got to mean something. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right, first down. First down is the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, no. They, They had a combined perfection game going into the ninth inning. And then they shifted, and it went against them. They did what, and it went against them? They shifted for a 
batter, anyone who gets the shift. Oh, no. Yep, right-handed batter, so they all loaded up the shortstop third base side of the field, and he squirted one through the right-hand side, right where the second baseman would have been. And it was a nice, slow roller. Was it RBI? No. <laughs> it was just a lead off the inning. Oh, okay. But they did end up scoring around that inning, so they lost the shutout, too. Very important. Very important. Did they win the game, though? The Rays did, yes. Yeah, ultimately, that's okay. But yeah, so you mini up. You still look stupid, though, for losing a perfect game. We're a no-hitter. Yes. Yeah. All right, second up. Second up is uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh, saw him hit a home run. Yeah, oh, he had himself. Did you see his slide back into first base? No. He got picked off very, very well. And uh, he had a nice little... Probably the best slide that I've seen in a long time to avoid the tag and get back in safely. Oh, good for Fernando Tatis. Bringing, bringing fun. Bringing fun to the diamond. He's also day. got a lot of pop in his bat for a leadoff batter. I will say that. I watched him take fucking Tyler Beatty left center field first pitch of the game. I feel like that's kind of like the new, new trend in baseball. I know uh, Acuna is a person who you like. He's leadoff batter for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pop in his bat, too. Oh, speaking of which, just like to bring up some old shit, just like a plumber, that Acuna made it past uh, the first round, beat out your boy Bell in the home run derby. He ended up losing in the semifinals, but at least he he took down your your pick. So I was just like, nice. Yeah, I was like, I'm living vicariously through you, Acuna. That's right. Mateo won. He picked Pete Alonso, and that's who ended up winning. I did go with Yelich first. Yeah, but then once you found out, yeah, once 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 you ruined it, like, oh, we're going with Alonzo. Did you really? Yeah, I picked Alonzo. Props to you, dude. Yeah, I I forgot about that. Hmm. Yeah, I finally got something right on the show. I was due. You get a lot of stuff right. I was due for one. (laughs) (laughs) My Super Bowl prediction was fucking terrible. (laughs) So uh, hopefully, hopefully, thank you, Pete Alonzo. We get another Super Bowl prediction from you in a couple weeks. All right, second down, Tim. Um, man, I gotta really think about this one. Uh, the Dodgers bullpen is a dumpster fire. Hmm. Trash. There's, there's only Has a been, bullpen be. you could trade from that's within the division. If only there was a left-handed reliever hmm. available. Are you talking about the fact that they're blowing this game right now against the Red Sox or just in general? They did today, and it's been all season. They've been trash. I love that you, your team is in a mini slump, and yet the team I root for still, even they what the Giants have won seven of the last nine, they're still 16 games back. What was it I saw, too? It's insane. After the All-Star break, they're leading in home runs, runs, and hits. Just turning it on. They're right? just playing the old bait-and-switch. I will say if the Dodgers do trade for Will Smith, I hope they keep their catcher Will Smith. That way there's a Will Smith-Will <laughs> Smith pitcher-catcher battery, and they can get Th- that would be awesome. with it. So, so as a Dodgers fan, do you have any any ill will of trading with the Giants? Does it, does it matter? No. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's how I feel. It's I feel that you you guys are the Warriors and we're the Kings at this point. I feel like it's more a player by player. Like I would not want Bumgarner on my team, but that's just because of I don't really like him as a player. Hmm. I mean, there's other people too. Like I wouldn't want. Um, I'm trying to think of a good one that. It, a lot of, like Bryce Harper. I wouldn't want Bryce Harper on the Dodgers. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, you're, you're close to that one. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I don't want him there. I wouldn't have wanted Jake Peavy on the Dodgers when he was still pitching either. Oh. So, yeah. So, third up, is that what we're doing now? <laughs> yes, yes, we're on third up. We're on third, third up. up. We're, we're, we're keeping this going. Um, you know, it's going to be kind of a combo thing. So, the, the third down 
is it's after the All-Star break, so the Atlantic League has officially imposed the uh, robotic umpire strike zone and the larger base paths. Mm-hmm. And today, the up about it is that I don't remember the team. I can't remember the guy's first name, but manager Viola, uh, whatever team it was, he used to play for the Mets, he got thrown out today because of arguing a ball <laughs> call with the robotic umpire. Jesus. I loved it. So, do you, exploded. so who do you, do you go up to the machine and yell at the machine, or do you yell at the ump that has to make the calls for the machine? He tried yelling at the umpire <laughs> who made the call, and it's just hilarious. And it's, what's funny about it, it's, I was looking at, I've watched the highlight multiple times, and they have a percentage of what the call would be. So it's going to be, you know, I wonder what they're going to do going forward because it will probably be implemented in the major leagues sooner than later. And it said that that pitch had a 75% chance of being called a ball. So it's kind of, you know, how do you – how are the umpires going to – There was still a 25% chance, though. Yeah, there's a 25% chance that thing was a strike. What so, the hell? Might as well go up there and argue it. Argue that for that 25%. Yeah. All right, Tim. Well, thank you for the three up, three down. I do have a question, though. Uh, just with how well the Dodgers have played overall this year, I was joking around with this with Mateo with this earlier. How funny is it the fact that you could have two opposite ends of the spectrum of playoff baseball right there, where it's just you expect the Dodgers to be there. They're winning the division. You want them competing for a World Series. And meanwhile, us Giants fans were just kind of like, this season was in the shitter two months ago, and now here we are on on the door of knocking a possibly, you know, making it to a wild card game like just the the different attitudes and outlooks between the postseason just do you find that humorous at all or what how do you look at postseason baseball like that uh there's 162 if not more games to get played every season so for people of certain fan bases to either count a team in or out going into the all-star break is pretty uh pretty egregious on their efforts now, 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 there are some exceptions to that, like the Miami Marlins. Uh, you never know, dude. They could catch fire. <laughs> no, they could catch fire. I mean, there, there was a stretch there. There was like a 10-game stretch there in May where they were like 6-4. and four. They were, I yeah. don't want to bring it up, but I'm sure Mateo knows which season it was. Was it 2015 where the Giants were the best team in mm-hmm. baseball going into the All-Star break? Yeah. And then just the wheels fell off of everything. And and the, one of the somebody was pointing out the Astros team. Cup that when they traded for Verlander, they got off to a really rocky start too. Mm-hmm. They were like ten games under five hundred, and then they made yeah, their they, push. Like you said, they won the World Series that year. Yeah, never know. You never know. There's 162 games to be played. Houston and, needs and to bring back that hill in center field. <laughs> oh, that was the best tunnels hill. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Sorry, I distracted you with a with somebody was saying some or about to say something, and then I made that stupid comment. Well, I wasn't gonna say anything. Oh. Okay. I like that. I like that. That stadium had a hill, and it was, and it had Enron as its sponsor. It seems perfect. That's great. All right. I wish that more teams would bring out like stupid little things like that. <laughs> like little nuances to their ballpark. Yeah, like how Fenway has everybody talks about the Green Monster, but they also have that three hundred and what is it, ten foot right field fence. Yeah, that, like, the T ball just makes yeah. a J at the end, uh, <laughs> at we, the end right there. We have the nice gimmick of uh, bullpen mounds on the field. That's a nice one. I like that. Oakland's got the, the foul territory for days. And Mount Davis. Yes. And Mount Davis. Hmm. I'm trying to think of what else could be there. The 
Um, not the IV at Wrigley. That's not so much a big deal because if the ball gets lost, it's dead. I'm trying to think. There's of... also the, oh. the brick wall in San Francisco mm-hmm. at AT&T, Pac Bell, Monster, uh, <laughs> Oracle, SBC. Uh, what is it? The SBC. What's the Ray Stadium? How it has it can hit the roof. Oh, the Trop. Trop. Yeah, the Trop is one of the only. Uh, and then when the Twins were playing, they had their stadium. You could bounce it off the roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the Twins used to leave the fiberglass up though on the on the outfield walls, didn't they? I feel like yes, that's they did. in the nineties. Yep. Oh the oh god yes. Who was it? <laughs> uh, Kirby. What was his name? Kirby would, Bucket. Yeah, that would go, yes. up, go up and rob home runs right in front of the the plexiglass that they had that looked like it was for. Hockey games. Oh God, that's a good that's a good throwback right there. That's I just for oh, some man. reason I have that imagery burned into my mind just for all times. It must now have been a, a highlight tape that I was watching, like a VHS tape or something from. God, now days. somebody somebody should bring that back. Much like Fred McGriff teaching me how to bunt. Yeah, so. Fred McGriff, crime dog. So that was that was on an instructional video as well. All right, Tim. Well, we will talk to you again on. Wednesday, because today's Sunday. I had to think about what day it was right there. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And, you got it. Anything else you guys want to ask? Any other questions? Comments, concerns? Did we have something that we're supposed to ask? Him? No, no. And now we think we're good. All right. Well, just remember, uh, July 31st is the official trade deadline. Woo-hoo. No waivers is here. For baseball? For baseball. Okay. Have you been That's ex- it. That's all. I guess I'll ask, have you been excited? Did the two trades that have happened in the last two days get you going for the deadline? I am laughing that someone posted that Homer Bailey, I kid you not, it says A's bolster their rotation <laughs> with Homer Bailey. I don't know how that works. <laughs> I don't know how that's like saying, you know, Giants add slugger Scott Pesetnik to the team. <laughs> I just, that's not what happens with that person. Well, what is he? It's He has a 3.49 ERA in his last eight starts. And so I saw the 3.49, and then in little fine print, it was eight starts, and I was like, oh, okay, not not too exciting of a deal. <laughs> it's called spin zone, man. That's right. what it is. Yeah, spin it. Spin it. He's won the trade. Spin it to win it. All right, Tim, we'll talk to you on Wednesday. All right, gentlemen and Jeff. Oh, thank you. Have a good start to your week. Later, Tim. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend. <laughs> Thanks. Bye, Tim. Bye, guys. Later. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner. Ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Loser, 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 loser. Winners and losers for this episode of the podcast. Mateo, we have Madden ratings. Madden ratings are out. And I, again, I kind of say this facetiously. Like, does it really matter? I need to turn up the brightness on my computer a little bit. Going blind here. We have... Four players who got 99 overall ratings. Do you know who they are? Wagner, Mack, DeAndre Hopkins, and I don't know who the last one was. I got to search this real quick. Wait, Mack, Hopkins. Who did I say? Mack, Hopkins, Bobby Wagner. No. I thought Bobby Wagner got a 99. No, it is, yes. Hopkins, Wagner, Khalil Mack, and Aaron Donald. Oh, Jesus. The 99. I, Aaron. I remembered. I was more <coughs> mad about Wagner getting 99 than it made me forget about Donald. Are we 100% sure that these are accurate for DeAndre Hopkins? Overall, 99. Catching, 99. Jumping, 99. Spectacular catch, 99. Catching traffic, 99. Yeah, spectacular catch, 99. Release, 99. Ooh, he's a big guy. I don't know. I was, I was kind of surprised he would be the 99. 
he had an just an unbelievable year. They do put one receiver in the game every year who's the 99, mm-hmm. right? It seems like they tier that as somebody will be 97. They don't really put them at 98. There's like three 98s to yeah. cover their ass. Okay, yeah. Just be like, you were there. You were almost there. We just think, in our opinion, this is the ultimate guy. I want to see that if I can get the the full ratings. God, 98 or 99 for Wagner. Donald's definitely a 99. Max probably a 99. Anybody else that you think should have been on there? Oof. Good question. I feel Tom Brady should be a 99. I get it. He's aging, but he should be a 99, just out of respect. Oh, wow. Rookies got released. How about this? Quinn and Williams, an 80. Ed Oliver Jr., 79. Nick Bosa, 78. Josh Allen, 77. So, a lot of DK Metcalf, 76. Interesting. Raider fans, Cleveland Farrell, 74. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. Really, these guys are talking matting ratings, huh? Yeah, we are, actually. That's how excited we are for football. Do big, we do this for the NBA? Big movers. Shut up. <laughs> I just clicked the big movers box. Oh, okay. I thought something was going to pop up there. It's like, you know, like, these are the guys who made the biggest jump from last year. Oh, who's the highest fullback? It's got to be. Niners got one. It's probably use check. Who else? Oh, I got to see quarterbacks. Here, I got fullbacks right here. <laughs> use check one. Anthony Sherman, too. I've clicked fullbacks. Why are we not updating? Hello. Oh, filter. Here we go. Are these all the rookies? This yeah, this thing is riveting radio. Busted though, for real. Right? Busted. I yeah, my phone's. Oh, it's only the rookies that I feel like are out right now. Mm. Rookies, and then you got the 99s. Maybe they're gonna give everything else. Uh, so they'll I, slowly reveal. Everything. Maybe I completely have that wrong. Who knows? I don't know if I'm gonna buy Madden this year. I bought I bought last year's, and I just don't know if it's. No, it's not worth it. But I, my brother gifted me. Shout out to my brother. He gifted me a PS4 for Christmas. So Ooh. I'm actually gonna get Madden just because I haven't gotten just it for the last like principle. yeah for yeah. the last three or four years. <laughs> Which is fine because I didn't get 2K this past year. I made the decision to go Madden instead of 2K. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm only gonna buy one or the other. And I think I'm definitely gonna buy. 2K this year, yeah. just given everything that's going on there with the league. Right, I'll probably get 2K too. Yeah, and then know. it's fun when your team's struggling, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm going to put on my GM hat and figure out yeah. how I can fix the team. <laughs> how do I fix the bench? Yeah. How do I make this better? <laughs> yeah, so generally, there's some winners there for the Madden ratings. Congratulations Any, anything to you hop out of Donald. The, sorry to interrupt. Out of the four you're, that are... You're fine. No. You're I, fired. It's, it's your yeah. show. Um, out of the four that are 99, anybody you disagree with, if you had to pick one that you, you would say is not a 99, who is that? Probably, I don't know. Actually, I couldn't. I'd, I probably you, couldn't argue it. No, I probably agree. Bobby Wagner, but I feel like that would just be because I I don't know who I would argue the rest with. I feel like I could find one other linebacker that I could try and argue mm-hmm. for the best. But uh, wide receiver wise, actually, probably DeAndre Hopkins, just because of the amount of wide. I take that back. I retract that. DeAndre Hopkins. That's why I initially brought it up and questioned him. Was because I feel like. Julio Jones is still existing. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown is still is still breathing. You got other – I mean, and that's There's just wide receivers I'm thinking of off the top of right, my head right OB, now. OBJ could I be don't, prime. I don't buy OBJ. But, well, OBJ's my guy. Yeah, but then, any, you know, you give me somebody else, we could make an argument for him too. So, But I don't, I don't buy the OBJ hype. Stay healthy, OBJ. You're a freak. Who's one? Um, no, no. Uh, Mike Evans could be. No. I feel like he's got the potential. There's no OBJ is so much more better than a Mike Evans. Mike Evans has potential, is what I'm arguing. So then, what's what is a OBJ's is like been squared? 
I just feel like OBJ, we've seen the best of OBJ. I don't know if there's any more, if there's, there's another level. I, I don't think they've seen the best. He's still relatively young. He hasn't stayed healthy, and he's had a shitty quarterback who's, who you showed the well, stats. Mike was, Evans has had some pretty bad quarterbacks, too. Not to the degree of what Eli. At least he's played in pass-heavy offenses. Would you rather have Jameis Winston or Eli Manning? In a pass-heavy offense, though, that is actually modern football compared to what Eli's been throwing, where, they, where they're featuring the running back? That was well. Last year they were they were heavily dependent on the running back. But even before they that, they were still. The they, he's still with McAdoo's offense. They still weren't pass heavy. They weren't feeding him. It shows how much better uh, the team the, the, is both, when he's throwing. Both quarterbacks, though. I mean, you look at well, not both quarterbacks, but both both players. If you're looking at this, were on dysfunctional teams where there was coach turnover. So I would argue that I just feel like Odell. You've seen Mike Evans is bigger, and I believe uh, it could be faster. Or has the potential to be. I just I'll take the bigger wide receiver. I'll take the guy that's that's, like that's consistently done it yards per catch every time that he's been healthy. He just oh, needs to stay healthy. When when Eli's throwing those lame duck twenty yard boop, you know, to to go but from how, to but, go get. But for him to actually have to get over and be the 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 like target for the focal point, like Evans has tried to be the focal point and he finally had his breakout year last year, but it took a lot of targets to get there. OBJ hasn't seen a lot of targets. That's true. I say Juju is another one too, but yeah, that just uh, but that put me as a homer. Uh, I agree be with Juju. Contest for maybe he's like not a ninety-nine, but he's like a ninety-five. I mean, there's, put the, some respect on it. So we could say, as it is, the receivers every year it seems like there's always a guy. Like it's it's a very short window of who's dominant. Like I remember when Chad Johnson was the guy, and it was only like two years. Yeah, and then all of a sudden shifts. You know, yeah, the window for best wide receiver is is two years tops. Mm -hmm. Is it that? And yeah. I think people are making that argument for Antonio Brown the past two years. And then now you go ahead and take a look at it's kind of open for who's going to take the throne there. Who's Indy's number one wide receiver? T.Y. Hilton? Yeah, T.Y. Okay. I don't, I don't know if T.Y. is the best. Who else, who else are some other people that you could out there? I mean, uh, Diggs and, and, Diggs and Thielen. Thielen. <laughs> Your hatred of Thielen. I don't hate him. I just he's, a, he's a damn good route runner. Just, uh, he's one of the best route runners <laughs> in the game. A gritty player. Gritty fantasy player. Once you rack up the numbers. All right. Moving on. OKC is reportedly interested in keeping CP3. So they're exploring the possibilities of which they believe that they could actually have CP3 on the squad. He did play in Oklahoma City when the, when the Hornets relocated there after Katrina. AKA we can't trade his contract without having to attach Pretty a pick. Much, yeah, <laughs> it's going to cost us a lot to trade him, so we might actually play it out with him for a year to no, see how it goes. As you mentioned, I agree with the past history, though. There is a little bit there that, that they can build on. and So it's, like a, it's a win-loss because you still have to pay out that contract, which sucks, but you have all those draft picks to surround with. Here's hoping you don't have to you don't have to pay a ton of money. <laughs> All right, next up <coughs> on the oh my god, my voice is giving out. Given uh, here we go on winners and losers. AD is going to be wearing number three. LeBron is still going to be wearing number twenty three due to air quotes production issues. AKA Nike told LeBron we already made a ton of fucking twenty three so jerseys, jerseys, so this is not happening. And then LeBron was like, okay, I'll stick with 23. Your thoughts? I, I love that it's a giant L for uh, LeBron is six Twitter. Like how much they were like, LeBron's back. He's number six. He's bringing back the Miami Heat. Oh, my God. No, no. Hysterical. Yeah, you're not going to see that LeBron at all. And if, if you need a number to help represent that whatsoever, then that's your prerogative. But I think that it's just this is going to be – 23 on the Lakers, LeBron is just another stage in, in his career where it's like he's, he got old. 
you know. Man, I wonder if he how, how upset he is, though, from the marketing, just how much he would have made. He probably would have been the number one jersey if he switched to six. He could still do it at 23 right now if he comes out. People, yeah. People, like, and I'll be the first one to admit it, like, we forget that LeBron got hurt and missed, like, a good, like, third mm-hmm. of the year. Like, o- almost a third well, of the year. He, they ran that Warriors team off the court on uh, in, uh, the Christmas Day game, too. It's Christmas, though. It doesn't really matter. Again, do it in the playoffs. But, which they didn't make. But no, I will but say they, this. But they put them in the seat for everything you were doing to build up them that's right there that was their peak but at the same time that not right there that's where you're saying that's their peak i think we're on the decline now it's going to be a subtle decline i saw a picture of the bench that compared from last year to this year and if you're going to tell me that that bench got better i i severely question i feel like it's the same bench and they've just upgraded getting anthony davis they just recycled a couple names that's that's pretty much it i don't really see much difference from danny green was a good signing but Mm -hmm. then you went and signed somebody like jared dudley then you you who who jared dudley's probably an upgrade over rondo though or lance stevenson oh yeah rondo's Rondo's coming back (laughs) yeah that you go jared dudley over lance stevenson congratulations Mm -hmm. Who else do you have? You have Danny Green. Danny Green's an upgrade over any shooter that they had off that bench That's last true. year. Anthony Davis is an upgrade over probably Ingram, right? Because you're, I mean, Ingram well, probably. and yeah, yeah, but but just the amount that they gave up, bro. They just uh, I like the, the way we've gone from 45 minutes of well, the Lakers are making the league interesting to well, the Lakers bench is terrible and we're not sure if they're really in the playoffs. I'm saying that starting lineup's gonna be interesting and they'll make some noise, but that's what I'm saying. For the sake of the bench, I definitely think the Lakers could make the playoffs, but then they teeter out because of their bench. That's not a championship team. No, it's that's a that's a team that makes the playoffs, makes the playoffs more galvanizing, makes some more noise, and you get an interesting matchup or two. But I mean, these teams aren't finalized though. That's the big thing with They're it. Is close. With, with with no, but I'm talking about in February with buyouts and trade deadlines and how yeah. creative teams are. Injuries, you, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's like the Nets. How we're we're saying, well, the Nets aren't going to be able to do it with DeAndre Jordan and Kyrie. These aren't finalized teams. You're making. You're always still looking ahead. There's still ways to get That's guys on That's just my teams. response to the people no, who are I, like, we got KD, I, we got yes, Kyrie, I don't, we're good to go. Mm-hmm. It's just like, he's not even yeah. fucking playing this year. But, I mean, it's 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 like the Warriors team that we're looking at, too. Is uh-huh. is D'Angelo Russell really going to be the guy? And we're going to get a great three months of trying to figure this out. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right, so that's an L for LeBron going back to the jerseys. All right, how about this? Giannis saying that he's at 60% of his full potential. I'll tell you right now, he ain't got no goddamn jump shot or a three-point shot, so yeah, he ain't got no full potential. But 60%, That's scary. <laughs> you think we've only seen 60% of what Giannis can do? Mm-hmm. You know, if he comes to a, a team that, that knows how to utilize a guy like that in a year, you know, if you come and you come with <sighs> Kerr and the ball moves, you got Curry and Clay. I mean, if you only maybe, you made maybe to a Bayside town right? that was just like totally with open to that style of play. Brand yeah. new stadium, I mean, you'll maximize that potential. Really? <laughs> Get that other forty percent out of you real quick. No, that's just funny. He's. I think he's gonna stay in Milwaukee. I think he's got the. He seems like the type of dude that that would stay the right. entire the entire career there. He's gonna be a Durker. And, and at some point, you hope for a, a city like Milwaukee that a guy like Giannis would stay, that Luca would stay in Dallas, that Trey would stay in Atlanta. I was listening to Simmons today, um, in between commutes, and he was saying that he's all Pelican fans. You. Zion's leaving. He's not staying. Like he's gonna leave. That's just the way the league's built. And I was like, God, that's awful to tell a fan base that can't even enjoy one summer league that game. Just got him. Right. Yeah, that, that he's gonna be leaving in four years. Like the, you don't you don't have the chance to get him. But it's crazy that Steph's the longest. I was just about right. to say, yeah. Now, given that Westbrook trade and everything that's shaken up here and, and gone around, 
Uh, I don't know. I forget how many years has Giannis been in the league? Like what? Five. Still on his, I think he might still be on his rookie deal. Mm-hmm. Or? Wait, did he? Maybe maybe got extended. Yeah. He might be on his fifth or sixth year, yeah. somewhere around there. Steph, ten years now with the Warriors. He's got ten year. Ten year. Ten year. I don't know if that's the same. No. no. Sounds good yeah. though. Yeah, sounds right. good. So congrats we'll to Steph there. All right, next up, the NBA Summer League Final from Vegas will feature the Memphis Grizzlies versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm I'm excited. Are you excited? I saw the highlights of Brandon Clark. I'd be excited to watch him. It's I mean, how did the Pelicans get knocked out? Did they did they bench their guys? I didn't see that game. I don't know how it happened. I mean, and I totally lied about being excited. <laughs> I kind of stopped paying attention to summer league once the Warriors got. Once the Warriors out. shut everybody down for their fun and played their final summer league game at one p.m. Yeah, that was tough. <laughs> I was just like, "What are we doing here?" All right, that's cool. I guess I'll wait till the preseason. So, all right. How about this? Next up, Neymar trolls PSG while he's still a member of the franchise. In an interview, he was asked, "What is his favorite memory?" As a one of his favorite memories from playing soccer, uh, you know, in his professional's career. And Neymar said, probably when I was playing for Barca and we scored six goals against PSG. So he's very unhappy and does not want to be in, in Paris anymore. Please get this man out. Somebody come rescue this man. PSG, he doesn't want to play for you. Where, do you, where is he going to go? I have no idea. He just he wants, just, he just he wants out of PSG. Probably wants to go back to Barca. But it's just, Wow. Could you imagine, like, that? this is Antonio Brown. Yeah, I was about to ask for us because I, yeah, everything's going right over my head. So what, that's. This a, is, this is, yeah. So he's just It's a win media. for him trolling. But mm-hmm. no, they, he did an interview and it's just like, he's a little bit more of a coherent Antonio Brown though. <laughs> like, whereas. He's it, not it, having Instagram it's, live. It's Neymar. I mean, yeah, it's it, Neymar is doing Antonio Brown minus the CT or probable CT that took place. Without the Instagram live workouts. The ass hattery, the call me Mr. Big Chest, Big Check, or I I do what I want, and it's just, well, you're still under contract, and then getting traded, and then saying, no, I'm not going there, and all the what whatnots, and, and then ending up in Oakland and acting like you're happy to be there. So it's just, it, it's, I, it's worth paying attention to what's going on and what Neymar is doing over there in, in Paris. All right, next up. I have Vince Dunn of the St. Louis Blues. He spent his time with the uh, with the cup eating cereal out of it. Oh. So I'm sure they wash it. Oh, but I've heard so many stories of players getting <laughs> sick from using the cup. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. So you're gonna say it's a win or a loss? Oh God, I'm a. Oh God, 50, I wash my hands a lot, so 50, 50. that's an that's a L. What wow. would you do? one day with the cup? What would you do with it? I'm going to plead the fifth. Just going to do some unspeakable things. Uh, okay. No. <laughs> Is there a way to make it into a uh, utensil? Just it's hollow a scoopy. Hollow out, no, no, no. Ice just hollow out the bottom. I'm sure it's hollow <laughs> on the inside. That's a that's a pretty big bowl you got there on the top of the uh, Stanley Cup. Uh, eat ice cream out and of it. it. Yeah, sure. That's uh, totally going for So, <laughs> All right. Moving along. Oh my God! That's what you do with the cup. I just figured Jorge, it out. Jorge Masvidal oh God, wants disgusting. wants Nick McGregor. <laughs> Jorge Masvidal says he wants Nick McGregor. He said actually on the Dan Levitard show with Stu Gatz that he thinks that he, all he sees when he sees McGregor is dollar signs and that he doesn't think it would end well for him. Which I think is funny because I'm gonna be completely honest. I think he I think he'd low key ha- handle McGregor. 
Like I'm a McGregor fan, but just he's been that out reaction of, surprised me. He's been out of the fight game for right? so long. That's, that's, it it's just like I think I think Masvidal's got him, and I'm not just buying into the hype because of what he did to Askren, but like that fool's been around. He's certified. Like he used to fight with Kimbo Slice on the streets of Miami. Like <laughs> Masvidal's a different kind of cat. Like, oh, I have a hot take. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah it's hot. It's, it's, yeah. No, I, yeah. I think the McGregor layoff until he comes back. What, until you get right. back to consistently fighting again, like I need to see him fight more than once every other year, you know. And it's just like, and not get your ass whooped by Khabib in the process. I understand that thirty other guys have gotten their ass whooped by Khabib too, but man, the the pre-fight build-up to that would be insane. <laughs> It'd be good. What do you think of Stugatz uh, missing the knee? <sighs> that was that was good. pretty good. Out there with the hockey helmet and the yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that fool used to play lacrosse. Yeah, I see that wild. body type now, and I'm just like, wow, you are five foot nothing. Did you listen to him called the lacrosse game? No, I missed that. Oh, no. no, my bad. All right, last two things here. We'll wrap them up real quick, and then we'll get to the pop culture update. Kyle Busch wins in Kentucky. Congratulations to Kyle Busch. I know that neither one of us watched the race. We just saw that headline and thought it was worth mentioning, so congratulations. But we're in Kyle a racing, racing household. We respect it. Yeah, so we've got to make the announcement there. And then Wimbledon happened. So tell me what happened at Wimbledon so I can use it in my sports report tomorrow on the air. Uh, it was super early, and it was long. And is the men's and women's over? I feel like the women's is still because I didn't see a winner for the women's. Oh, is that happening tomorrow? That's, what does Google say? Oh. You have any tennis takes? No. Do you like playing it? No. No. I'd rather watch golf than watch tennis. I'd rather play golf than play tennis. Would you rather watch poker or play tennis? Oh jeez. Play, right. play or watch? I'd rather watch poker. Wow. Oh no, the they it was yesterday. Serena lost. Uh, who won? What's her name? Halp. H A L E P. I don't know, but congratulations! Yeah, you're the women's Wimbledon final winner. And then who won the men's final? The dude not named Federer. Oh, Djokovic! Yay! Congratulations! Yay! Yay. Tennis. We tennis. We did tennis. Okay, now it's time for the pop culture update. Are you are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's on the news, or in the news. That's why. Damn. Got distracted by my phone. Messed that up. Mateo, opening up the Twitter app, what do you see? What is trending right now? The loudest voice airing on Showtime. What the hell is that? I have no idea. Uh, you've let me down again, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, as we're, I'll kill time. I saw Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, really like was that, was that? That's the Spider Man where he's Spider Man, but then he turns into Iron Man, and then he goes back to being Spider Man. So he's a Spider Man Iron Man cross. No, no, none of that is right. But no, sure. okay, my bad. <laughs> but sure, if that's if that's where you want to go with it, that's, what, that's tell me about fine. it. Tell me about it. What happens? I'm, I'm just never, I'm never gonna see it. So go yeah, ahead. it doesn't. Uh, I'm no spoiler. Alert. No, no, the spoiler embargo hasn't been lifted, so I'm not gonna spoil the movie. I'm just happy that they're on pace for a he third dies. movie and not uh, sure. Yeah, that that's <laughs> what happens. Yeah, I hope you put giant spoilers on your uh, post. He dies. Spider-Man is dead. If he dies, he dies. Okay. I'm just happy they're not going to have to reboot it for a fourth time. What did Scarlett Johansson say? That's got oh, everybody she, in a tiff. She said that she could, if I'm right, she can play any character that she wants, right? A tree, 
What else did she say, or is it? I have a little blurb right here. Because so. I, cause I thought she played an Asian character, or after, she was casted. After facing backlash, the Marvel star issued a statement from a controversial commentary on the freedom of film casting. In an ideal world, any actor should be able to play anybody, and art in all forms should be immune to political correctness, she said. That is the point I was making, albeit she didn't, or albeit didn't come across that way. Wow. It says her recent interview was edited for clickbait and widely taken out of context. If I actually gave a damn, I would care more about that. But hey, Scarlett Johansson said something questionable. Although I do notice that she gets casted for like everything. Yeah. Anything and everything. It's just so tone deaf. She, she's pretty she hot, gets, but she still, it's just like that's why she gets casted. Is just because like she's pretty a, hot. Oh, she's a great actress too. But she. We gonna, but, we gonna go there? It's crazy. Yeah, she, I'm gonna go there. Like it's I feel crazy. like all she stars in is the Marvel movies. So what else is what? How do we know she's really a great actor? Oh, just actress. Be, let's uh, let's pull up Scarlett Johansson. I like the way you marginalize it when she's probably been nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> this is gonna be like your Chris Bosch take. This may be the worst one of your than the Chris Bosch take. I'm really channeling the old uh, <laughs> Stu Gotts there today. What, Scarlett Johansson, what has she done? What has she done? Avengers, Avengers, Iron Man 2, Avengers. So basically for you, it's like, it's movies I don't like, so Black therefore Widow, she's not a good. Captain America. Then therefore she is not a good. Avengers. Lucy was good. Captain America. Lost in Translation. Home Alone 3. Oh, that's classic. <laughs> we Bought a Zoo. Oh, she won a Tony and a British Academy of Film Award. Eight-Legged Freaks. Wow. She's in the Jungle Book as well. Ooh, good for her. You know, excuse... I still stand by what I said. I still stand by she, the, the Marvel movie chick. That's what we can refer to Scarlett Johansson as. Oh, God. She's in a movie that made a ton of money and is well-received. 34 years old. Basically, because you, don't appre- because you don't appreciate it. It's, no, she's she's just, not a good she's actress. She's a Marvel movie actress. That's what she's in. And then she's got a bunch of other I'm side sh- projects. I wonder how many saying. actors would line up the kill for that role. <laughs> and right there proves the point of why she's tone deaf with her comments. She's a person <laughs> that's been gifted a lot of different roles. And she can get any role. She doesn't have to take it for minority actors. It's crazy. This bitch. How about this? Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr reunited on stage on final night of the U.S. of their U.S. tour. McCartney and his longtime Beatles bandmate belted out some classic tunes at the Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles on Saturday. Yay! We got a little bit of a Beatles reunion. That's cool. <laughs> that's all you got. Yeah, that's, that's all you got for musical reverence. Oh, yay! Ringo's on stage. Let's all get oh, excited. Yes. Uh, they, Ringo they, wrote what, some songs. What they've done on the Grammys. <laughs> Wasn't that a Family Guy bit or something like yeah, that? Ringo wrote yeah. a song. <laughs> all right, Ringo, hang it up on the fridge. <laughs> oh, poor Ringo. He just gets crushed. What songs did no, Ringo It's, it's cool start? because of how, I mean, the age that they're at. Yeah, this is the first Google search. Is what songs did Ringo write? Oh, <laughs> uh, poor Ringo. He just gets crushed. Let's see. Did it any. Are these any of them recognizable? Like at least like bangers? No. He's wow. like I played drums on something. Damn, that sucks, Ringo. I'm sorry. Uh, once again, if he's known as the Beatles guy, just like Scarlett Johansson is known 10, as the Marvel girl. Number ten, woman, honey, it's don't. Not cru- it's not gonna crush him. I'm sure he's not mad about it. Number nine, boys. Number eight, I want to be your man. Number seven, Octopus Garden. Number six, Good Night. Number five, Act Naturally. Number four, What Goes On. Number three, with a little help from my friends. Okay. Nice. Don't pass me by. And Yellow Submarine. Wow. Hey, you got yellow it says submarine. Lennon and McCartley mostly wrote it. It was only <laughs> Star that... 
That oh, he's saying lead on. Okay, so that doesn't count. That's this list is invalid. Maybe maybe Ringo is like peacemaker. He got them in the room together. Hey guys, I think it would sound really good if we just use both of what you say. Could you imagine Ringo pitching songs to Paul when they all went solo and he called Paul and he'd be like, "Look at my, you know, look what I have." And then Paul's just like, "Okay, play it." And I'm sure Paul's writing in the background. He's like, "That's great, Ringo." Yeah. Just go record it. See ya. Goodbye. Just get out of my face. <laughs> go do it. You know. All right. How about this? Ooh, happy birthday. Well, no, that was yesterday, so never mind. Well, we could still do it. Harrison Ford turned 77. And happy birthday to him. I don't care. Just the Star Wars guy. Good luck. No way. Indiana Jones. That's just the Indiana Jones and Star Wars. Star Wars. Wars. That's my favorite debate. Is he Han Solo or is he Indiana Jones? You can can get a lot of nerds fired up about that. He's Han Solo, you nerd. That's a topic. That is that. Is, no, well, yeah, he was technically Han Solo first. Yeah. He's Han Solo. Oh wow. Okay. Well, happy birthday, Harrison Ford. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Harrison. Damn, that's hella funny. That would be a great debate to just watch people just argue that out with. Do we have anything else here to? Mm, no. Well, no. Nothing. No, it's slow. So it was uh, the dead week for uh, oh, sports and entertainment. I saw this. Yeah, Drake's OVO Fest tickets oh were getting flamed earlier on Twitter today because they were going, I, I think, it, lawn seats for $500. Everywhere else was $1,000. So did he just take a lineup from, like, the 2000s and then just add his name to the... Mo- Why is it two days? Wow, that's nuts, man. And they, there some people are posting lawn picks were eight, eight, or lawn ticks were $800. That's crazy. That is insane. Congratulations to Drake on the hustle, though. I won't knock it. Shout out to Chingy. Jesus. That's nuts, dude. $800? So so Drake's just Monday. So Monday you get Drake. And then Sunday is this lineup from the 2000s. Is it really? Yeah. You're looking it up? What's yeah. the OVO Fest lineup looking like? Uh, B2K, Mario, Pretty Ricky, Lloyd, Ying Yang Twins, Chingy, Bobby V, and then Monday's Drake. Wow. And then there's also OVO basketball, July 29th to August 2nd. Oh, yeah. Big three, Summer League, OVO basketball, and then it's lit. Is it actually going to show me a breakdown of who's performing? No. It's live at the Budweiser stage. Damn, his Pick a Canadian beer. His website's taking forever. Yeah, right. What are you doing? Sell it out to Tim Hortons. <laughs> Tim, How about that? <laughs> that'd be a great sponsor. <laughs> Tim Hortons OVO Fest. All right. So, Mateo, you got anything else for us on this episode? No. No? Where, 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 where are we at on the minutes? We're, well, we thought for sure we were going to have a show that made it at least 45 minutes. We're at hour 10 right now. Oh, you hit the over. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I said right between. Well, I said right between. It could mm-hmm. be 45. Yeah. It could be hour 15. So, nothing else to say. Nothing else uh, going on for you. Nothing you want to brag about? No. It's What's it's your just, beer tomorrow? Just, oh, Lagunitas Little Something Hazy. I posted on Twitter last night, too. Mm, I, was, okay. I was excited. Little Something has joined. Lagunitas took their flagship Did beer, catch you off and they there? turned it into a hazy beer. It is. They dropped the IBUs. The IBUs for Little Something, I believe, is like 64. The little uh, the hazy's at 30, so it's very drinkable, very juicy, very smooth. Well done, Lagunitas, for something that gets a lot of criticism around here. What makes it a hazy beer? It's unfiltered. What does that mean? So when when they so they just leave because usually when they go through and they filter it out, they filter out a lot of the 
what's left. And so when it's like um, hops, wheat, stuff like that gets filtered, when they leave it, it leaves, it's literally hazy. So it, it makes it more juicy. And then it also, by the more you, more times that it, it, as it's unfiltered, it also drops the IBU. So it's not a, abrasive on the palate either. Interesting. Okay. So it's the, it's the craze. It's been the last, it's been a beer craze for the last year. Well, look forward to that beer that's unofficially brought to you by Mateo on the Cohort Sports Report, the Little Sum Hazy IPA. Exciting. Exciting times. Yeah, lots of hipster bars near coming to a bar near right. you. Right. Lots of hipster bars near a bar near you. What were you drinking when you were out with Flan? Uh, keep it nice and simple, man. Coors Lights. There you go. That's when I'm out you know, socializing. That's when I experiment with right, the different. That's your marathon. But, when, but when, your I go with, when I go out with Flan, we're usually going Coors Light. I'll start out with something, you know, depending on whatever's on tap. I'll, I'll usually start off with a nice draft beer, and then I just resort to um, the Coors Lights because it's like if I'm just trying to stay out late, then, you right. know. I'll socially drink and enjoy this and mm-hmm. still be able to drive. Yep, and still be able to drive home. Yep. Yeah, because if I was going, if I was going with the loggers and the IPAs and all that stuff, that's where I'd just be like, up oh, Uber. Right. It's a, everything. I mean, that's yeah. that's what we like. We like six over six percent. Uh, for real though, and I do that, but I do it at home mm-hmm. responsibly. Yep. So, a message officially brought to you by the NHTC. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Unofficially brought to you. All right, so yeah, that'll do it for us. We'll be back on Wednesday, Mateo. You'll be back on Sunday, Sunday if everything Sunday, goes Sunday. according to plan. All right, do you have anything to say? Nothing? You still have mm, nothing to say? Nothing. All right, to the haters and losers, of which there are many. Peace. Until next time. I'm a gloss, I'm a cop that easy. Run the spot for some chops, I'm about that greasy. Shorty coming to the spot, but no bleep, don't tease me. I think she hang around the click trying to get on TV. I know I'm talked about a lot when I'm gone, don't see me. Trust the process, man, I'm going Joel and Beasy. I'm a boss like Rick Ross, I'm a go no keeper. Freestyling, got a wet, that's a LA leaker. Guess who's coming out your eardrum and your speaker? I met the parents and they impressed how I treat her. Bag on passenger size, thing great two seater. Randy Johnson with the flow, got glow, got heaters. really do you bad when you lit they really do you bad when you wit i came in here sad represent i took a different nav i'm a pit i'm about to make it out of the pit why they foul i'm a hit from the line here and switch from my crown to the shin dick now they a miss when i'm gone nigga bitch don't call that's a tip i'm about to walk around with my shit i never heard it down to the dips Always out of town for the glitz, hundred miles for the trip. From my style, that's a check, yeah. Niggas at the house doing rips. Stoop kids, and we about to be next. I ain't have to rock a dial while the flex. See the glam, you see flex. I got diamonds and flesh, nigga. Friends turn to sketch, niggas real fast. Life can't prep you on, it's like a meal plan. Shorty said to come through, but she still playing. I got bills, nigga, too, that I'm still paying. really do you bad when you lit they really do you bad when you wit i came in here sad represent i took a different nav i'm a pit